Green Divas and Green Dudes come in many shades of green. Here to help you discover and celebrate your personal shade of green are hosts Green Diva Meg and Maxine Margot, veteran radio chicks who share important news about climate change and the plight of human existence, but somehow manage to make most of it fun and sexy using at least 50 shades of green. Hey there, so glad you tuned in to the 50 Shades of Green Divas. I'm here in our studio north in Chappaqua, New York. The Qua, as Max likes to refer to it. I'm here with GD Max. Hi, we're in the Qua today. And I'm Green Diva Meg. And so, yeah, we decided we would do this from Max's, Max's studio. This is our holiday, end of year 2017, our holiday show, and we wanted to bring some cheer and some good ideas for the end of this year and the season we are in. So first things first, we do want to make some acknowledgments and pay homage to one of our very favorite people on the planet. Max lost her dear brother, Mitch Margot. And he was a wonderfully talented human being and a wonderful human being in general. Uh, his credits go – I'm going to let Max kind of run down his credits because I know I won't do it right. His credits are pretty numerous to even go through in one, one fell swoop here. Uh, he you know, was in a, a singing group, one of the founders of the Tokens, famous for The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Uh, and I'm a Leo, so hey, there's so many things that I roar about. Um, used to roar with Mitch a lot. Uh, he was an amazing artist, an amazing writer. He produced a lot of other songs for other groups like the Chiffons, He's So Fine, and One Fine Day, and Ty Yellow Ribbon, Tony Orlando, and I Got Rhythm, The Happenings, and See You, See you in September, and did television commercials, did did music for for theater, did music for television, uh, and just was an amazing artist and a photographer. And one of the reasons I'm green is probably because of him. You know, he would take photos of any any nature scene, and he would block the photos out. He showed me he had an amazing eye, and you know, you know, look at that tree, but really look at that tree and figure out what the frame is. And we live near the beach, so look at the ocean. What can you get in there? Do you see birds in there? Do you see rocks? Do you see crabs? And we'll talk about crabs um, in a good way. Mitch didn't have crabs. That was good. Uh, but he'd probably laugh at this. Uh, and so uh, it's, a, it's a big loss to the world and a big loss to my family. And uh, I just, you know, wanted to to pay, pay a little tribute to him. It's, it's, it's much more than I can even say that, that I already just said, cause I can go on for hours. And, um, he also did a Christmas song called Mary Mary, uh, which, uh, we're going to play so you can hear in the holiday spirit. And, uh, he was a very spiritual guy. Yeah. And in case I wasn't clear, Mitch left the planet not too long ago. 
and with heavy hearts. We we do send love to Mitch's family, and we all are around Max, wishing her and her family well in this time of sadness. But in the meantime, we're going to go Mary, Mary. spirit of Mary. Mary. It's kind of interesting because Max and I are sharing a microphone and it's so funny because we're used to each having our own mic and now we have to pay attention, which is good. (laughs) Paying attention is usually good. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to listen. So in the spirit of Mary, Mary, and I just want to say real quick about Mitch. I only met him once, but my gosh, he was such a, a bright and spirited like that's the the word that comes to mind is he had a very bright light and so anyway i just wanted to mention that before we moved on to our holiday extravaganza no <laughs> listen the green diva's motto is buy less make more and when you have to buy please buy local and so what we thought we would do is just talk a little bit about those things and ways that we have found to make the holidays a little bit less hard on our environment and maybe just be more socially conscious? You know, one thing that I sometimes do, which I kind of inherited from my, my mom, and I'm going to wish her a happy holiday. She's 98 and a half. Amazing spirit as well. Go, Ruthie. Ruthie, is, Ruthie is the queen of effing everything, and, and, I, and I mean it. Uh, but she would, you know, if she saw something on the street that looked like, hey, we can turn this into something really good. And she had an amazing eye and she would pick up stuff and it would be worth like a thousand dollars for this, 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 uh, street lamp, you know, this lamp that was on, on the, on the ground in Brooklyn. And, uh, it was this beautiful Spanish, you know, kind of a chandelier type piece and gorgeous. And I see if we went to, uh, on TV, to uh, what the Channel 13 show that has Antique Roadshow, I'm sure we'd have, like, blow our minds with what that might be worth today. So in that spirit, I also, you know, thrift stores have really cool stuff. I mean, stuff that was made well, stuff that doesn't fall apart and you don't need to buy in another year or two years. I mean, we live in a throwaway society. You go to some of these clothing stores and... Four washes later, you're done. You know, you buy a phone. They don't want you to have it for more than two years because they want you to buy a new one. So go to a thrift store and see what you can find. You can find some really, really cool stuff. And uh, and don't waste. Yeah, try to keep the wasting to a minimum. Now, kids don't necessarily want good wishes in their stocking. They want stuff, right? So you can be mindful about what we're giving them. 
But in so many ways as an adult, I find that the, the gifts are about being with family, about listening, the gift of presence, the gift of just being together. And there are so many intangible things we can give. And the other thing that I think we started doing as a family was giving to others, not just in their name, but as a family, whether we're participating, not just at the holidays, we do it during the year, but participating in a soup kitchen or every year I I loved giving goats or cows or chickens uh, through, oh, what was that? Uh, heifer. Yeah, heifer. <laughs> um, and, you know, because those things, they don't cost much and they are so meaningful to other people. And really, when you think about it, even kids get a thrill when they realize that they're helping and they're giving in some way. So I want to try to nurture that that spirit and experience. But one of the things we also like to do and support is giving to organizations that really need our help. And one of the ways you can do that this season, I'm just just throwing this shameless plug in there, is we actually have some glass straws. Uh, You might remember a show we did. We've done a few shows about all the plastic in the oceans, the nightmare of straws. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it is bad. Plastic straws suck. So stop sucking. And that was the campaign we talked to Lonely Whale about. Anyway, so we have our own specially designed by Strawsome GD glass straws that are gorgeous. They're not much money, and they're great stocking stuffers, just saying. So if you go to our site, and I think if you just put in Stop Sucking (laughs) in the search bar, you'll find it. Yeah, Stop Sucking goes, you can read that many ways, but uh, (laughs) in this particular case, uh, it's about straws, the the plastic straws, and, and the need to... Stop using them. Use a sippy cup, you know. But you can get beautiful glass straws, GD glass straws. You can, you know, go to Lonely Whale. They have also different straws, bamboo and other, other you know, materials that, are, that, that they use to make straws. So just think about when you, you know, put that straw in your soft drink, which you probably shouldn't be drinking anyway. So replace the soft drink with some iced tea and just sip it. Do you suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity? Then it's time to incorporate the EnviroClean system. Utilizing patented technology, the EnviroClean system safely and effectively neutralizes toxins without leaving behind harmful VOCs. From the solid and upholstered surfaces that surround us, to the clothes we wear, to the very air we breathe, EnviroCleanse provides personal environment protection for everyone. Use code GREENDIVAS to get 20% off site-wide at EnviroKLENZ.com. You know, do you realize that Santa is a feminist? Santa relies on girl power. He's all about the girl power. Santa's sleigh is pulled by a team of reindeer in full antlers. In case you didn't realize, a male reindeer shed their antlers in the winter, so... It's only the chicks that are pulling the... So the story goes, right? Rudolph is a girl. Me too. (laughs) Hashtag me too. (laughs) Which is a great segue to Silly Science Facts with Max. Yes, we just spoke about Santa Claus, but did you know there's something called Sandy Claus? 
Yeah, it's about the Magoid crabs. You know, don't be crabby, and if you thought crabs were bad, in this case, they're really good. Because Magoid crabs are known as decorator crabs. They adorn themselves with items secured from their surroundings, such as sponges, algae, and other marine debris. But scientists are exploring what factors drive this behavior. So, tis the holiday season, and it seems homes are festively trimmed at every turn. Ornaments of all shapes and sizes embellish everything from trees to windows and yards. But now we know, in this particular experiment, uh, that the Madroid crabs which I said is known as the decorator crabs, have been adorning the the surface with these interesting things that they actually go and grab, and they decorate themselves with sponges and algae and other marine debris. So what what is environmentally, you know, driving these this decoration behavior? I mean, they seem to deter predators by using it as camouflage. So the University of Delaware... Marine scientist Danielle Dixon studied these species, and it was said in this experiment that the decorator crab is a perfect study example because the Indo-Pacific species has Velcro-like substances on its shells and hooks and on its appendages. And what they did was uh, they they soaked these pom-poms and they, they put these crabs in these little boxes um, where they had access to the pom-poms. And then what happened was the crabs adorned themselves in the pom-poms. So they could put, it's like trimming a tree, but it's like, did you trim your crab today? (laughs) Uh, But it's very interesting since there's tinsel, you know, now there's crabs. So they're like flamboyant crabs. I bet if they could sing, they would be a bit like Ethel Merman. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no business like show business. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Max's silly science facts. But you've got more. I do have more. I have an interesting thing that I read about, I think, we're trying to figure out how this was named. But it looks like the Ig Nobel Prize for Research of scientists who have done, like, really quirky, goofy, strange things. And so it, it's an annual thing, and, and they, this is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just really strange. So, so one of the scientists, uh, Ahmed Shafiq, decided that rats needed pants. He dressed his rodents in polyester, cotton, wool, and polyester cotton blend pants to determine the different textile effects on sex drive. We're talking about rats in pants. Understand this. Polyester that pants. Po- polyester. Did you, did you save your polyester today? Uh, the professor at Cairo University in Egypt, he unfortunately died in 2007, found that the rats wore polyester or polyester blend pants displayed less sexual activity. Yeah, no kidding! Perhaps because of the electrostatic charges created by the polyester, but polyester, you put that on, leisure suits come to mind? And remember with Steve Martin, they had their leisure suits, the wild and crazy guys? (laughs) Well, they might have been wild and crazy, but it didn't go where it was supposed to go, guys. It was like... So wait a minute, really? So even even rats know that polyester is just not hip, and it's certainly not sexy. So guys out there, and, and gals probably, but 
the, the image of guys with big sideburns and lapels comes to mind from the 70s, which was a bad fashion era. Just saying. Now it's not even the rats know. Don't do it. Just say no to polyester. Yes. Say no to the polyester. I know there's a lot of polyester farms out in Long Island. We're going to have to do something about that, ladies and gentlemen. So, but this, this is a really, you know, silly facts of science with these scientists who've done strange things. Like one, another scientist, <laughs> this guy Charles Foster, a fellow at the University of Oxford in the UK, he won, won the, one of the prizes for living like an animal. He spent months emulating a badger, an otter, a fox, a deer, and a bird in an attempt to see the world through their eyes. Being a Beast is a book he wrote about the experience. He lived, like, uh, he lived as a badger in a hole in a Welsh hillside, rummaged like a fox through trash cans in London's East End looking for scraps of chicken tikka masala and pepperoni pizza. And he was tracked by bloodhounds through the Scottish countryside to learn what it's like to be a deer. Oh, man. I mean, he said it wasn't much fun. (laughs) And he was hunted down quickly because apparently fox and other critters like pepperoni pizza and chicken tiki masala. I don't know. I don't know where this guy was thinking, but... (laughs) Another wonderful episode of Silly Science Facts with G.D. Max. I want to take a moment to give a hearty shout out to one of our sponsors, Intelligent Blends, who makes some amazing fair trade, organic, recyclable coffee pods. Yes, if you have to use coffee pods, these are the absolute best way to go for the environment and for yourself. These recyclable containers are not only more sustainable, but they keep fresher longer. Check out my full review on the homepage of thegreendivas.com and get your own delicious organic fair trade recyclable coffee pods at shopblends.com. And you can also get a 10% discount off your entire purchase when you use discount code GREENDIVAS. Good news now more than ever. There's almost an abundance of crappy news, scary news, and, you know, seemingly negative things happening all around us. However, it really is so exciting when you find good news and the little victories that are happening out there. And for me, it's it, it inspires me and lifts my spirits to know that there are good humans and good things happening. So, wasn't I excited when Max discovered small victories, these couple of young women that are doing some amazing work to help remind us that there are positive things happening. Stephanie and Allison on the show to talk about how they created this small victories newsletter. They had been working with Peace Out Loud, an organization, and this is kind of an offshoot because they, you know, yeah, these wonderful young ladies, millennials, I might add, who who see what's, you know, they see what's going on and, and, and they wonder, you know, what kind of world is going to be left for them and their children and their grandchildren. It's, it's pretty crazy, but there's glimmer, you know, there's a glimmer of hope 
in things that are happening. And hey, Alabama election is one small victory in a way. I mean, that that's pretty recent. I'm, I'm sure it's in the newsletter. And some other things that, you know, smaller things, as an example, was the, the or- governor of Oregon halted a plan to let uh, Nestle bottle water from a local spring. That's a victory. Um, things like in New York, uh, New York police officers and workers in New York are, are not permitted to work with ICE to uh, help. They're trying to arrest immigrants, and New York is a sanctuary city. And, you know, they passed a ruling that, that the police and, and other workers cannot help the feds do these things. And that's a small victory. And so there are a lot of small victories that will, you know, uplift you. It's funny. I was thinking it seems like a small victory, but the truth is if you're someone who could potentially get thrown out of the country because of some of these borderline issues, if you're a good citizen but you get caught up in a nice sting that uh, shouldn't be happening in a sanctuary city, it's a big victory to have some protection. So, yeah, victory. So we got a chance to speak to both of these young women and they really were inspiring, and uh, so I'm hoping that – we were hoping, and it was Max's idea, so I give Max credit for recommending that we use it for this show because we need it. Allison and I work together at a nonprofit called Pieces Loud. And, you know, after the presidential election in 2016, I think we were feeling the way most people we know were feeling, um, which was really hopeless, depressed, kind of paralyzed by anxiety. Um, and this feeling of, uh, I don't know, it felt like almost like this this apocalyptic nightmare come true uh, with, with, you know, Trump becoming president. And, you know, we were talking and realized that there there are actually so many examples of people who immediately kicked into action and started doing things to create a better world and to to fight back against what was happening. And the more we talked about people taking action, taking a stand and creating change in their communities in small ways and big, we started to feel less paralyzed and a greater sense of agency and more inspired to get involved and and do something for the collective good. And so we said, you know, we should we should round up just a, a couple of these small examples and send them to our colleagues just to, to lift their spirits and say, you know what, things may be as bleak and dark as we can ever remember them being, but we also have power. We have collective power when we act together. Um, and we can we can keep pushing for a better world in, you know, despite the circumstances. So we sent this this small, you know, handful of victories that we came across that week uh, to our colleagues and they forwarded them to friends because they read them and they felt inspired and uplifted and, you know, sort of more in touch with their own personal agency. Uh, and when they they then sent them to friends, the friends started emailing us and saying, you know, how can I sign up? I, I want to get this every week. So we we decided to um, open open this newsletter up uh, to become a public project. And so it, it began in, in January, um, you know, 2017. And, you know, within a few weeks, we had thousands of, of subscribers. Yeah, so we really work together. It's really a partnership and we follow the news, you know, 
every single day, every minute, we're sort of always like kind of seeing what's going on and staying informed. And we, you know, when we find something that's, you know, really making us happy or we feel like it's a progressive story, you know, like it's a progress building, whether it's, you know, leaders at the top or it's a community members that are coming out and making a statement about something that they don't like um, and trying to push their leaders forward. We um, we put those stories into um, a document that we kind of like track for the week. And then as the week goes on um, and we start to like write up the newsletter, we start to have conversations about like, is this enough of a victory or is it like a step and we need to track it for future? Like, will something actually come of this? Or is this something where, you know, we want to have an additional note like this, this good thing did happen, but it's also worth noting that this other thing is happening and like, we need to push them farther on it. You know, like how do we want to frame the victory so that it kind of has, it's sort of grounded in something that people will become smarter and be thinking about things in a um, more tangible way of like working towards a better future. So it's in for, it's like, it's delivering the good news, but it's also putting it into context so that, you know, we can create better progress. So it's kind of a, so yeah, we have these conversations and we actually debate about these things a lot, which has made, I think me a better person. And I would say the same for Stephanie. And so, yeah, it's uh you know, every week we're sort of like learning new things about what is a victory. Okay, so what you need to do now is go to CelebrateSmallVictories.com and sign up. So I, I, I think what we wanted to do in closing this episode and closing out 2017, bye-bye, <laughs> is to try to kind of move into 2018 with a little bit of positive energy and try to energize ourselves so that we can be in this for this is the marathon not the sprint whatever analogy you want to use we actually did a little uh, green diva retreat which i think we're going to do more of because we all found the women that were involved that it's hard to keep your energy level and to keep inspired and to keep hopeful and to be positive and stick with solutions and all that fun stuff when you are just hammered constantly with the negativity. Well, you know, one of my favorite people to follow and read is Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, and he has written many books. He's so conscious of the environment and he's just conscious in general about everything. I mean, he's, you know, basically he, he, he says that we're all stewards of the earth and we're all earth holders. Every one of us is an earth holder. And we should become the hands and the arms of the earth holder in order to be able to act quickly, to help save the planet, to be mindful. There's, there's energy inside of us, the energy of mindfulness, the energy of concentration, the energy of insight. And with all those energies, it will bring about understanding, compassion, love, joy, togetherness, and non-discrimination. And that's some of his words. And uh, if you get a chance to look him up online, Thich Nhat Hanh, interesting spelling, and I'll give it to you. It's T-H-I-C-H-N-H-A-T-H-A-N-H. He wrote a book called Pieces Every Step. And if you want to get something 
for your family and friends this holiday season, get that book. So we're wishing you all a wonderful holiday season, and we look forward to the next season, 2018. Bye-bye. Happy, happy, joy, joy. listening to the 50 Shades of Green, a collaborative gig between the Green Divas and the Many Shades of Green radio shows, happily recorded at Green Diva Studio. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts and the Many Shades of Green on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, among other places. You can find more information about this show and much more on thegreendivas.com. 